A very good morning to you, dear friends. I want to appreciate God again for the privilege of our relationship. Relationship one with another and our relationship with the everlasting Father. The King of glory, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. The one who brought us thus far, today being the last day of the month of January 2022. I want to give glory to God on your behalf. 31 days almost gone in the new year. God has been God. We give praise to Him for deliverances, for helps, for encouragements, for instructions, for impartations of strength, for abundant grace, for provision, for preservation and protection day and night on the road at work in the marketplace and rejoice with every one of us and we return all the glory to our maker, our shepherd, our keeper. Him alone deserves all the praise. And it is my prayer. The one who did it this first month of the year, he would do it in this coming month. I want to tell you by the grace of God that His presence will remain with each one of us. Even this last day of this month, it's my prayer that the God of heaven will do you good. He will visit you with great mercy. Today, I pray that you will encounter His divine help. Yes, by the grace of God, needs shall be met. Not only today, but in the days ahead. You will not know shame. You will not know trouble. The Lord God of heaven will help you. His right hand of righteousness will sustain you and your entire family. Those of you at moments of uh, critical needs of your life, whatever it may be, be it material, be it uh, maybe financial, be it emotional, family challenges. It's my prayer this morning that the Lord will arise on your behalf. The Lord God of heaven will defend your cause. His word, His promises for your life will not fail. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord encourage you. May the Lord uphold you. You will not faint, you will not fail, you will not fall. In the name of Jesus, I pray that every provision you need for the journey ahead, the Lord God of heaven will arise. He will make them available. God will help you and that right early. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I want to thank everyone, all you friends. I want to say big thank you to you for your calls and text messages just for this little stress. And um, I want to tell you, your prayers and encouragement has gone a long way to encourage me. I can tell you, uh, my voice is almost fully back now. And uh, to God alone be the glory. Now, uh, I began to share with us 
yesterday a thought on the concern that the Holy Spirit laid on my heart, a warning from the Lord to those who at a critical junction or in their lives had encountered God and made very deep commitment to walk with God in certain areas of consecrations in their life journeys. Those at one time or the other are you know, uh, made very critical dialogue with God and uh, came to a conclusion, certain conclusions in their lives. Uh, but who, number one, might have abandoned their consecrations, their dedications, or their vows that they made before the Lord, or they are in the process of doing so. Maybe they are beginning to lose focus. My heart further ruminated on this matter, and I believe that no genuine child of God will want to deliberately hurt the heart of a much revered Heavenly Father. I realize that where this happens, it is either as a result of certain trials or temptations. For example, our father of faith, Abraham encountered God at least, I know, twice in Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12, in verse 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And the Bible says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And again, in verse 6, the Bible says, And Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Moreh. And the Canaanites was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now, Abraham was not careless about these visitations. He built an altar around it. However, he forsook these landmark experiences when he was faced with an hard, biting, and unabating famine in the promised land. A very devoted and strong-minded brother, Elimelech also fell victim of the same trial. You know, Abraham forsook the land of promise. He left for Egypt. You know the rest of the story. A brother Elimelech, you know, also dedicated his life to God as he enthroned God as the king over his life and family. For so is his name by interpretation. Elimelech means the Lord is my king. And you know, he lived in a generation where the Bible says every man was doing what was right in his own eyes. But this man said, the Lord is my king. I will not live a kingless life. However, his consecration also came under a severe trial of an artificial famine in the city of bread called Bethlehem Judah in the land of praise. 
All right, Bethlehem, Judah is the land by interpretation, the city of bread. And you know Judah means praise. Now, he also, when he was faced with this famine, he equally forsook his vow. He relocated to the land of Moab in search for survival. According to the testimony of our beloved sister Naomi, they left Bethlehem, Judah, full, but they lost it all in Moab. According to her, in Ruth chapter 1, verse 21, she said, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord has testified against me? And the Almighty God has afflicted me. You see, this lady seems to be having a prophetic insight. He said, the Lord testified against her. Now, I wouldn't blame Sister Naomi too much because she was under authority. But I believe she could have helped her husband, you know, to decide otherwise. Maybe to encourage you know, him to say, oh, let us endure, let's pray, let's do this. But, you know, she obeyed just like Sarah obeyed Abraham and they went to Egypt. You know the stories. Now, in the days of Isaac, the inheritor of the promise, the Abrahamic covenant, the same faceless adversary set up another family which brought untold pressure on Isaac. He also was determined to go down to Egypt, but God prevailed on him. In Genesis chapter 26, from verse 1 down to 4, the Bible says, And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines unto Gera. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down, go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, wow, countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed so to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And in verse 6, the Bible says, And Isaac dwelt in Gerah. Go and read the rest of the story. The Lord testified of himself in the life of Isaac. For Israel, God had this to say. In Deuteronomy 32, from verse 9, I will read this a bit long passage to verse 20. Deuteronomy 32, 9. He says, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the Lord of his inheritance. 
He found him in a desert land, and in the waste howling wilderness, he led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stared up her nest, fluttered over her young, spreaded abroad her wings, taken them, bearing them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He made him to ride on the places on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock, and oil out of the flinty rock, butter and kine, and milk of sheep with fat of lambs, and rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And thou did drink of the pure blood of the grape, but Jeshurun, Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations, provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to God whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful. And has forgotten God that formed thee. And when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them. And because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very flower generation, children in whom there is no faith. Wow. This will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Beloved, these temptations pans from generation to generation. Centuries after this, God lamented as he spoke to Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 2, in verse 5, 7, 11, and 13, he said, Thou said the Lord, what iniquity has your fathers found in me that they are gone far from me? And I walked after vanity, and they have become vain. And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruits thereof and the goodness thereof. But when you entered, you defined my land and made my heritage an abomination. As a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods, but my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. In summary, beloved, I want to believe no genuine child of God. We deliberately choose to go back on his or our vow, but it is usually out of trials or temptations, out of pressures or pleasures. Hear this. However, in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen, 
He said, there is no temptation that has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Dearly beloved, are you facing your own test now? Or have you fallen victim to this same temptation? I believe God is speaking to your heart right now. Pray over this matter. Meditate on it. Obey the voice of God. Do His will. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I want to encourage you again. Wait on God. Listen to his instructions and receive grace to do his will in the name of Jesus. Beloved, watch and pray. The same adversary that tempted and tried the men of old is still around the corner. Don't be a victim. Just do as God has commanded you. Obey your consecration. Walk in your consecration. I believe the God of heaven that brought this world your way will give you grace to hear his voice and to do his good will. You will not fail God. You will not disappoint him in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you again for the privilege of sharing this word. I pray for all my brothers and my sisters, including myself. I pray that, Lord, we will not be tempted to depart from you. We will not depart from the path of our consecration. The grace to walk in your will, Father, grant unto us all. In Jesus' name. Good morning. I pray your day be blessed. In Jesus' name. I'm your brother and friend. Sunday away.